Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, uh, and a little exploration here on leadership. And today is another one of our podcasts where we're going to have a guest with us. And our guest today is Woody Ritchie, somebody who's been a mentor for me in my life for a long time, uh, former CEO of a number of companies. So we're absolutely blessed to have you here. Wood Ritchie, welcome. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate the chance to be with everybody. You bet. You bet. So today we're going to talk about, this is kind of a two-part series we're doing here uh, on the podcast. And the first part is going to be talking about winning and why winning is important as a leader. And then uh, if you get a lot out of this one, that's all right. We'll drag you down because we're going to talk about failure on the next one. So that'll be a lot of fun. But we'll stick with the happy stuff right now. Um, So talk to us about winning. What do you see as a couple of the important things as a leader to ensure that the team is winning? That's a, you know, I think it's a much overlooked piece of leadership in that when wins come, we expect that everyone just kind of lives vicariously through that uh, victory and or success. The reality generally is that it's so fleeting. Things happen and then the pace of our business moves on so fast. And so I think the first piece that's really important is that you take a breath, pause and bring forth to the organization even the smallest of wins and the smallest mm. of successes. And mm. they don't always have to be, you know, tied to your market. Sometimes it's reorganization things or process improvements that you've done yep. because you're accentuating to your team that all of these aspects of our, our holistic aspect of running our business are important. Right. And so, uh, you know, and winning then becomes, an expectation of an organization. When we win, we, and it could be as simple as thank you notes, simple as congratulatory, let's have pizza in the lunchroom. Um, When you hit really big things Mm -hmm. and you've broken through some of your major metrics Mm -hmm. as you know, you could do this year or last year, given the markets, uh, you have to really take a chance because then that becomes a catalyst for you to create what I used to consider that organization that everyone wanted to be a part of. Right. And so when you, you know, as you're looking to always bring new and improved talent, so always getting the best players in for the positions, you want to have an opportunity to blow the horn a little bit because nothing attracts successful people like success. They don't want to come, you know, you think in the sports analogies, you know, I, I watch, you know, the NFL off and on, and I, I, I don't know if people are, you know, look at the Patriots this year, uh, a big difference from the years when Brady was there, but I, I saw two teams, yep. the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. The Lions, by the way, have yet to win a game. Right. But they had last year's, two years ago, quarterback from the Rams, and they traded quarterbacks. Stafford mm-hmm. went to the, the, well, the Rams are on top of the division, the Lions with this great quarterback. Do you really think Jared Goff wanted to go to the Lions? Right. I, you know, I, I'm sure he, his supporting cast, and that's another aspect of this is, and it's not an arrogance thing about organizations. It's really a kind of a depiction of, we want everyone to realize their best potential. And you can do that here at the firm. 
and you right. can you can achieve your personal goals and your professional goals. And then the, people see that because our lives are so intertwined in our jobs and personal that they like to see bleed over that, you know, it's a discussion we've had in the past with some of the organizations. You mm -hmm. want to be the best version of yourself. You want to right. be the best father, the best partner, the best employee, the best mm -hmm. leader mm -hmm. you could possibly be. And so, you know, you get that chance to do that when you can bring forth a winning platform and let people see it and the, and the invigoration that it can bring as uh, someone that's part of that. I love it. I love it. So let's dive a little bit deeper into it. Cause I, the, the, the three big things that stood out to me in that conversation are, you know, when the team's winning, whether it be small or large, you got to take a moment and celebrate it. And I know that's one of the blind spots for me as a leader. Like you work so long to get somewhere that by the time you get there, like you're on, you're, you're, you're three chapters into the next thing you're working hard on. You know, you're not really pausing to, uh, you know, to celebrate the, the wins. Um, number two was just the attraction piece that can happen, how the team can become that much stronger because we're winning, because now there's great talent out there that wants to be a part of winning organization. And then the last part is, is that personal and professional development through success. So talk to me about how in some of your organizations, you've celebrated. And I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear three little versions quick, and I'm putting you on the spot. When an individual had a win, how have you celebrated that with them? You know what I mean? Okay. They went through a breakthrough kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe a team within an organization has a win. Again, it's not like, hey, we hit our numbers for the year kind of a thing, but like they, they a real win happened for them. And then maybe kind of some of the bigger scale stuff. Okay. Um, you're, you know, when you get to be this age, you have a lot of experience to reflect upon. Uh, and so I'm drawing deep from the recesses deep of my mind. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the recesses of the dark places of my mind. That's right. uh, but I think back to my days as an executive at AT&T, and this mm -hmm. was not in the long distance side. Everyone always thinks long distance. Right, right. This was on the equipment side of their division, which or their operation, which wasn't the big piece of the pie, but it was you know, we were competing against IBM and in those days, Deck and right. Wang and everybody else yeah. as the market went. And I can remember for an individual, um, names obviously aside, that we had made a significant sale to the then Commonwealth of Pennsylvania regarding a displacement of an existing legacy system mm -hmm. for word processing. Now, this goes so far back that people right. that maybe are you know, approaching my age might remember it, <laughs> right, right? But this was long before laptop computers yeah. and word processing on your Mac or right. you know your Intel machine, and so it was a you know we he made a sale, and the significance of it that we brought forth was two things. One is it was about persistence. Right. It was about this grittiness and staying the because you think about who you're competing against. Sometimes we take wins as yay. Well, sometimes you're playing against Goliath, and right. to win in the, and so we made it a point in that we pulled everybody into the conference room. Uh, we we didn't even give anything out to that individual, but I wanted to make the point of accentuating all the aspects that contributed to that win. And those two things I just hit on, persistence and grittiness. And then the, the third really was, I think, stellar professionalism, meaning 
in, when we hit the hardest parts of our job, that we keep our head up, our eye focused on the goal. And that was, they were the things that I was kind of portraying to the organization that I wanted them to understand. And this, by the way, wasn't one of our top salespeople. Right. He was just a, he was a run of the mill guy that did his job every day. Mm-hmm. And so for the, you know, the rank and file, I thought it was important that they hear from the leadership and have a chance, by the way, to live as I, the word I use vicariously in his success as well, because now if, you know, if Woody can do it, we can all do it. Right. And anybody can do it. <laughs> anybody can do it. Always yeah. easy. So I hope, I hope that, you know, it's, yeah. it's bringing up no. characteristics of the, of the sale, not just the sale, you know, I, that's exactly it for me is I, I, I took some notes myself and it was taking time to celebrate the traits that led to the success the persistence, the grittiness, the showing up every day and just doing it, you know, that stuff, because it's very, you know, it, it's the stuff that grinds you down oftentimes, right? The, the, it's the wave hitting the, hitting the rock every day, right? That grinds it down, you know, not one particular wave. Um, but it also is the piece that I think that inspires people who are in the moment struggling to go, oh, wait a minute, those are all things I can do too, right? Yeah. I, I can choose to make one more follow-up call. I can choose to, you know, ask for the sale one more time, be a little bit more proactive. And, and like you said, the professionalism throughout the process, not just at moments, but just throughout the process. And, and if I could just interject something that I think we all fall prey to is it looked easy. It can't yeah. be that hard. Um, and, and you, you know, because it's, there are, you know this, your organizations go through this all the time. All of your, you know, in the real estate business, it's actually a process. Right. It isn't just, hey, we show up, we show houses and yay. No, you're helping to help people envision what they could be living in and help them to achieve a dream and do all mm-hmm. those things. Well, when you, but you can't just, it's just not just showing up and right. you know hey i got the mls here we go no it's right. a lot more important than that and it's yeah. it's a very tough market so right. anyway i i, I yeah. think that that's another important aspect of it i love uh, it you- early early in the pandemic we had one of our agents do uh was sharing a story and you know because it was a challenging time to get people to you know feel comfortable doing major transactions like real estate and uh he had shared on a on a call we were doing how 12 years of follow-up with a person was finally leading to a listing. 12 years. Now that, that makes quick and easy, right? My persistence thing sound very trite. You know? That's right. No, it's that's persistence on a you know Rasputin yeah. level kind of a thing. Right. I, let me just, if I could, and then yep. I don't want to take us down that rabbit hole, but you made a comment about in during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I have a very dear friend who's a PhD behavioral psychologist who's done leadership with all my transformation with all my organizations over the years, Dr. Larry Liberty out of Sacramento. And Larry and I spoke this week and just on touch and base, how are you doing? You know, you had, and he said, would have, this is the most difficult time I have ever seen for coaching and leading right now. Mm -hmm. There are so many crisis crises in our lives right now that it's almost you know smothering people mm-hmm. are you know you have covid 
You have inflation now, you know, the uncertainty of what's going to happen in the markets with the interest rates and all those things. You can have, you know, personal situations with health that aren't COVID related. I'm, I'm going to a funeral tomorrow of a dear friend who passed away from cancer at 43. Right. And, um, and so you look, you look at life in its continuum and we, and and it's our, at least my view of things of your life, you don't live a segmented life. Right. You live a blended life of your professional and personal, and they can ble- they bleed into each other a lot. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a all the more reason to take time to celebrate and recognize people, because in the big picture, I think there's a lot of things going on that we just don't know. And, and you know, behind the curtain, we really yeah. don't. Yeah. I got to use that to spill into our our kind of topic too there of using the winning to help people with their personal and professional development. And I think you just said it, which was, you know, you could have people within your organization that are really struggling and you, you know, depending on your relationship, you may or may not know the depth of it or or whatever. And um, taking the time to recognize somebody's efforts taking the time to recognize, you know, their contribution to the team, that kind of a thing um, can really, you know, it could be the something that really lifts somebody up for days, weeks, months, you know what I mean? While, while the world's kind of pushing them down. Uh, and it, it really is overlooked, I think. And it, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of also then, you know, when people outside an organization and let's go back to one of our earlier topics, which is, you know, that attractive place I would like to be, what's going on over there in that company? Why? Everyone seems to be, A, having a great time doing it, and they're winning. And and so there, you know, there's that aspect of it too, that, well, they took time, or you took time as a leader, in the most simple ways of just bringing people together and say, we're going to say thank you to John, did a great job. Just let me point out some of the aspects. People and you know this, it's that six degrees of separation kind of an approach mm-hmm. in our industry. And, and especially in the real estate, people talk to each other. Yeah. Gee, do you see what, do you see who just went over there? Oh, right. my heavens. Yeah, top right. producer. So I think it's, that's another aspect of this to do for people because, um, you know, we, we, it passes so fast. You said it earlier, success. It, yeah. I, one of the pieces that's standing out in my head is, I know we've had people join our company and, and just asking them and hey, why, you know, what, what ultimately helped you decide to, to join us? And we've literally had people say that. It's like, well, every time I deal with somebody from here, they're always so happy, right? <laughs> they're enjoying yeah. what they're doing. Listen, their kids are pains in the butt, just like my kid. Like, I mean, it's like the life stuff's the same, but the attitude, right? Yeah. The approach, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. And I think as a leader, just putting a bow on it. If we take time to help celebrate the wins, whether they be small ones or big ones, really helping people understand what their personal contribution was to yeah. that win, that really can act like a buoy for them. And there's all sorts of wonderful benefits from that. Yeah, you don't know what carries people through to the next level of achievement. You just don't. Right. And so you have to take every opportunity to you know, pump up their sneakers sometimes, not to sound yeah. trivial about it, but it really is yeah. important. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. So we're going to pause there. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Tune in next week because we're going we're gonna to have the same conversation, only the opposite side of the coin. We're going to have a conversation around failure, 
those lost opportunities, and how we as leaders need to also, you know, value those, you know, get get the lessons out of them um, and really make the most of those as well. So Woody Ritchie, thank you so much. We'll see you next you're, time. You're welcome, Brad. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.